Welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne. It is Tuesday night. That means we are breaking down Wednesday's 12-game featured slate on DraftKings. Things get going at 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time. However, before we get into all that DFS goodness, I do want to talk briefly about prize picks. Uh, Right now, the lines for Wednesday's slate have not been posted, so what we're going to do is keep an eye out on the Mayo Media Net Twitter feed, keep an eye on my Twitter feed, at Gary and Thorne, and we will post those picks by tomorrow morning. We'll have a nice graphic, we'll do all that nice kind of stuff. But I do want to remind you guys, even without the prize picks to discuss, if you head on over to prize picks right now, use the promo code MMNMLB, you will get your first deposit matched up to $100. So keep an eye on those Twitter accounts on Wednesday morning. I will post a couple plays that I do like for Wednesday's slate. And it's a very peculiar slate, let's say. A lot of intrigue uh, at both the top end of the slate and the bottom of the slate when it comes to pitching. And I think the one person who's going to be discussed ad nauseum on Wednesday is Garrett Cole. Of course, the last time we saw Garrett Cole, who is the most expensive pitcher on Wednesday's slate, he is $11,200. The last time we saw him, his spin rate was uh, curiously lower than in his prior starts in 2021. Whether or not that had to do with, you know, a foreign substance on the baseball remains to be seen. Uh, Cole had a kind of sketchy answer when confronted with a question about foreign substances on the baseball on Tuesday. So, I don't know. His last start, the spin rate was down. It was against the Rays, so relatively good offense, but did give up five earned runs across five innings in that game. So, the trust level in Garrett Cole, who also, even before, you know, some questionable uh, circumstances surrounding his pitching, uh... He's not broken 30 DraftKings points in any of his last four starts. So when someone is over $11,000 and it's been almost a month since they've returned 30 DraftKings points, you've got issues aside from just, is anything going on this baseball and will it continue to go on this baseball? So I don't know. Cole, he's viable. Of course he's viable. He's got one of the highest strikeout rates in all of baseball. I will say the Twins while they've been losing a lot of games and while they've been dealing with so many injuries, they've still been a pretty good offense the last two weeks. Uh, Coming into Monday's slate, excuse me, coming into Tuesday's slate, they had a 201 ISO in that span of time. It's the fifth highest mark in all of baseball and a 112 WRC+. Nelson Cruz is still day-to-day, so obviously if he comes back into the lineup tomorrow, that would make you like Garrett Cole even less. But I really just think in general, the entire top half of the pitching slate on Wednesday is just pretty underwhelming. Uh, You've got Garrett Cole, who again, some major question marks surrounding him right now. The next two most expensive guys, Lance Lynn's been incredible, don't get me wrong, he's $10,400, but the Blue Jays have been the best offense in baseball across the last six weeks, so it's kind of hard to get too excited about a Lance Lynn start. The Jays also really don't strike out that much, although Carlos Rodon was able to rack up, uh, I believe, eight strikeouts in his five innings of work on Tuesday. And then you've got Alec Manoa um, going up against a really, really good Chicago offense. And Manoa, 
did not look great in his second professional start against the Marlins. I am shocked to see him as the third most expensive pitcher on this slate, $9,700. I think that, though, is more a product of the fact there's really not a lot of good pitching on Wednesday, despite the 12-game slate. I mean, we've got a lot of options here, but not a lot of them are great. So I think what I'm going to probably end up doing is paying down significantly a pitcher. And here are a couple options if you want to follow my lead and maybe focus some more on the expensive bats and expensive position players on Wednesday's slate. Let's start with Casey Mize. Uh, Casey Mize is $6,800, and Casey Mize has been pitching really well as of late. We talked a little bit about Mize going into his last start against the White Sox. Really only made three mistakes in that game. He gave up three runs. All three were solo home runs, but he did pitch seven innings against the White Sox. And his last six starts, he's now thrown 38 innings. He's got a 2.13 ERA, and he's holding opponents to a 247 WOBA in that span of time. If you want to even make that sample size just a little bit smaller, his last four starts, he's got a 27.1% strikeout rate, and that includes a game against the Seattle Mariners, who he draws again on Wednesday in that contest. Seven and two-thirds innings pitched, one earned run allowed, and 29.7 DraftKings points, which makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of swing and miss in that Seattle lineup, and coming into Tuesday, Seattle's 286 WOBA as a team was the lowest mark in all of baseball. So we always like going against the Seattle Mariners. And for Casey Mize, who's been one of the hotter pitchers in all of baseball, and for someone who's got a ton of pedigree, again, this is a former first overall pick in the MLB draft. Casey Mize can throw the baseball, and he's really starting to come into his own. So I think getting him sub-7K in one of the better matchups you can possibly draw, um, that's very alluring. Uh, Austin Gomber, another guy I didn't really expect to be talking about on this particular slate, but he's just $6,000. Gomber's sort of claim to fame, aside from being a part of that massive trade between the Cardinals and the Rockies, but uh, early on in 2021, he was picked up as a possible two-start pitcher. I think this was like the second or third week of the Major League Baseball season, and he just crapped the bed on the Monday start. I think he gave up like seven earned runs and maybe didn't even get out of the second inning and just ruined everyone's ERA. And ever since then, there's kind of been this like black cloud hanging over him when it comes to his fantasy value, even in DFS. But if you've not been paying attention as of late, Gomber's been incredible his last five starts. A 1.53 ERA, a 2.79 XFIP in that span of time. He's striking out nearly 29% of the opponents he's faced in that five-start stretch, and he's got a 10.7 strikeout-to-walk ratio, which is absolutely incredible. That is elite. That would be among the best marks in all of baseball were he able to prorate that across an entire season. So getting that type of upside from a pitcher at just $6,000, that's insane in its own right. And then you add in that he is facing the Miami Marlins in Miami. So even though Gomber's been really good in Colorado so far this season, obviously you'd rather him be pitching on the road. And Miami, again, a great matchup to draw. They've got just a 133 isolated power against right-handed pitchers so far this season. That's the third lowest mark in all of baseball. And they've got a 26% strikeout rate within the split, which is slightly above average. So 
the Marlins, especially lately, have been striking out a lot. And I think Austin can take advantage of that. And again, $6,000 for someone who is pitching as well as he has been pitching the past month. Right there, between Mize and Gomber, you're only spending $12,800 on two pitchers. And there's another guy who's even cheaper, who, much riskier. I, I, I can't say he's been pitching as well as those two guys have been pitching the past month because he just hasn't been pitching at the major league level. He's been pitching well in AAA, and that is Braxton Garrett, who is the minimum, $4,000, and he's pitching for the Marlins against Gomber, and, you know, that means he's facing the Rockies on the road, and every single stat you want to go by. The Rockies are the worst team in baseball hitting on the road. Uh, Their WRC Plus was below 60. Uh, Their isolated power is below 100 within that split. Like, they cannot produce runs away from Colorado. So, yeah, I don't really know a lot about Braxton Garrett. I know he was formerly the seventh overall pick in the 2016 MLB draft. I know he's got a 2.42 FIP at AAA so far this season, and two of his last three starts have been immaculate. But again, none of that really matters to me. It's, is this guy fully stretched out? The answer is yes. Is he facing the Rockies not in Colorado? And the answer is yes. So at the minimum, I think you have to take a chance on Braxton Garrett. I mean, it's it's a weird thing to say. I don't know what the guy looks like, but I'm going to probably own a couple shares on Wednesday. And again, I just think that's the better route between Garrett and Gomber and Mize. Like, it's crazy to say that those guys, to me, are more viable than Garrett Cole, but we haven't really seen April Garrett Cole across his last four starts. And again, there's just a lot of question marks. Like, maybe you want to use a couple shares of Cole because there's a chance that people overreact to all the news that's been coming out and his ownership is super low, but I don't even think that's going to be the case because the the pitching around him, the juxtaposition, is just so bad. So I, I still think Cole's going to be popular and maybe the better route to take would be to save some money at pitcher because I think there's a couple really nice options, surprising options. All right, stack of the day for Wednesday. We are going to talk about the Cincinnati Reds, which is interesting because they actually stink against left-handed pitching for the season as a whole. However, the left-handed pitching, they, the left-handed pitcher, excuse me, they are facing is Brett Anderson, who might be the worst pitcher in all of baseball, at least the worst pitcher who continues to pitch. Uh, Brett Anderson, so far this season, has an 8.58 expected ERA. I didn't know those numbers went that high. I'll be perfectly honest. I've never seen one that high so far this season. Um, That's across nine starts. So we're dealing with a sample of about 36 innings. So not like some guys are up to about 70 innings now, but not the biggest sample in the world, but a, a big enough sample to tell you that Brett Anderson is struggling a lot so far in 2021. And in fact, among pitchers who have induced at least 100 batted ball events. There's 142 who have induced 100 batted ball events so far this season. Brett Anderson's barrels per batted ball event rate of 15.3% is easily the highest of those 142 pitchers. So he's almost in a class of his own when it comes to struggles so far this season. At some point, he's going to give up like 10 runs in a game, and it might be on Wednesday against the Reds. And it's not like the Reds don't have good individual talent against left-handed pitching. They've just not really put it together so far this season. But Nick Castellanos might be the play of the day at $4,500. That's too cheap for Castellanos anyway, even if he was facing a right-handed pitcher. But he's got a 214 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. Uh, If we get Tyler Stevenson in this game, uh, Joey Votto's back, so he's no longer just going to have every day at bats. 
at first base. But the last time the Reds faced a left-handed pitcher, Stevenson hit cleanup. He's also got a 134 WRC plus against lefties so far this season. So I would expect him to be in the lineup either catching or at first base and hitting in a premium lineup spot. He's just $3,500. I'm not ready to give up on Eugenio Suarez. He's $4,300. He has been awful within the split so far this season. However, throughout his career, if there was one thing that was incredibly consistent, it's that you played Eugenio Suarez at home at Great American Ballpark against left-handed pitching. I'm not ready to say 40 plate appearances is going to ruin that five, six-year sample for me. I think Suarez at $4,300 in a matchup this good against a pitcher this bad is definitely viable. Uh, He actually hit leadoff the last time the Reds faced a left-handed pitcher. However, since that point, We've had Jonathan India batting leadoff for the Reds. That might also happen on Wednesday. Uh, He is right-handed. It would make sense. Um, India is $3,700 on Wednesday's slate. Uh, If he's batting leadoff, obviously he's viable in a game where I think the Reds are going to score a lot of runs. Okay, before we get out of here, let us talk about some best bets, and let's keep talking about the Reds, actually. Um, This is kind of a interesting spot. You've got the Reds at home, yet they are the underdog in this game. They're actually plus 102 on the DraftKings Sportsbook on the money line. I know we don't know a ton about Vladimir Gutierrez, but he's looked pretty good in his first two starts, uh, his first two professional starts or major league starts. He's got a 3.13 expected ERA so far. He's really suppressed opponent hard contact, which is nice, uh, especially considering he doesn't seem to be a big strikeout guy. So you've got to do one of those two things, and he's at least doing the second thing. And again, Brett Anderson, he's been terrible so far this season. I don't think Brett Anderson should ever be a favorite, especially on the road. And Cincinnati is 5-0 and in their last five games as an underdog. So I like the Reds as a plus-money underdog at home at plus 102. I also like the Rays to go over their team total of four and a half runs. That is set at plus 117. Uh, Tampa Bay's just been one of the best offenses in baseball the last 30 days. They've got a 112 WRC+. plus. That's the fifth best in all of baseball. And Patrick Corbin's just been really bad. Um, His last four starts, he's giving up a 396 opponent Woba. He's also got a 6.33 expected ERA for the season. Three of the last four games that Corbin has started, the opponent has scored five or more runs. He's just not been very good so far this season. He's not getting swings and misses. Uh, He's getting pummeled when he leaves pitches in the strike zone, and I think the Rays are hot enough right now and have enough platoon bats at their disposal where they can get to Patrick Corbin in this game. So two plus money bets on Wednesday, plus 117 Rays over four and a half runs, and plus 102 Cincinnati on the money line. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets. Remember to check out my Twitter account, at Gary and Thorne, or the Mayo Media Network Twitter account to get those prize picks on Wednesday morning. I am Gary and Thorne. I will catch you guys next time.